I want it recorded on the cassette. On the computer. I don't want it on the computer. Hello? This is Rhett calling for Bobby. Yes, come on. Hello, yes. Hey, is this Bobby? Yes. Okay, Bobby, you ready to start now? Let's do it. That'll give us an extra three minutes. Can we please kill that phone? Okay, let's do this. Ready? Three, two, one. Hey, Bobby Vinton. How are you doing? How are you? I'm great. This is Rhett Palmer in Vero Beach, Florida, and we're talking with the Polish prince himself. Well, how's things down in Florida? Well, warm and tasty and yummy and good. How are things in Branson, Missouri? Well, pretty good. I sold my theater. You did sell it. I just sold sold my theater, and I want to move to Florida. You got any good deals for me on the water? Shavat, have we got a deal for the Polish prince? I want to live on the water with some space and privacy, so find me a nice place, and I'll come down and be your neighbor. Why don't you, we'd love that, Bobby. Uh, you got to come and see Claudia Fez, you know, my fiance. She sells the Upper Crest Homes here in town and beautiful places on the beach, and it's a very affluent, nice area. Uh, understated, and you're not allowed to build over four stories here. You will love Vero Beach, mm, I promise Okay. You. But anyway, always been an admirer of your music. Uh, Bobby, your dad was in a band growing up. I guess that was the number one influence? Yeah, my father had a big dance band in the Pittsburgh area, so as a kid I knew nothing but music and musicians and playing good dances and making people happy. And uh, when I got to be about 15 years old, I formed my own band in high school. I went to Duquesne University in Pittsburgh. I studied music there, and my band became bigger, more popular. Uh, Dick Clark uh, heard about my band in the early 60s, and he would use my band when he would go on tours with all his big stars of the early 60s. I'm talking like stars like Frankie Avalon and Fabian and... Bobby Rydell, and, and all those early singers, when they would go on tour, they needed a band, and I would back them up. Well, I'll tell you what, you've had a phenomenal success. I, uh, I Everybody here grew up listening to your music. Uh, one of my favorites, personally, was Mr. Lonely. Mr. Lonely was a song that I wrote when I was in the Army, and uh, it had a lot of meaning to me, a lot of feeling. And, you know, I sing this song. You know, we have a show here this afternoon afternoon in, in Branson, and uh, I'm, I'm singing Mr. Lonely now for all the GIs we have stationed around Iraq. Uh, you know, let's hope that God will bless America and we do the right thing over there, but that song, Mr. Lonely, will be one that will be always used and related to someone somewhere in this world of ours. And you actually wrote that from personal experience, a stint in the Army, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's phenomenal. Um, you've had a lot of success in your life, and... Um, Extraordinary. Uh, Blue Velvet. When uh, Anything to say about Blue Velvet? Well, I had a song called Blue on Blue, and it was the number one record for me, and I decided I was going to go to Nashville and record records in Nashville. Now, prior to that, Nashville was just a place where they made country music, and uh, the country musicians have a very good feel, and they do something. They don't use music down there. They just play from the heart. And I says, I'd like to make an album of my songs in Nashville where everybody just plays with feeling and from the heart, and I'm, I'm going to make an all-blue album. Oh. Uh, the, the record was blue. Every song in the album was blue. Uh, blue Skies, Am I Blue, Blue Hawaii. And I said, oh, and Blue Velvet. We'll put Blue Velvet into this album. It was just one of the sides that I recorded. I think I recorded it in about ten minutes. Uh, didn't think much of it. And... Uh, for some reason, people started to hear it, and they said, that's your, that's your next hit. And, and, in fact, I didn't believe it. I said, nah, there's a song called Am I Blue, Am I Blue. I said, that's a better song. Let's, let's put that out. And the uh, record company says, no, we're putting out Blue Velvet, and we've already sold 100,000 copies today. So 
that's the one I didn't pick, and it's probably one of my most famous songs, and, and it wasn't my first choice. Have you ever become jaded performing after all these years, tired of it? No, because there's always a new audience. It's, it's like as long as there's somebody new, uh, you get excited about it because they're seeing you for the first time, and you kind of want to show off to them how, how many hits you have and, and how good you are and how, how you can play the instruments. And uh, I, There's a lot of uh, Bobby Vitton non-believers. And uh, I, I like to get these non-believers, so when I go out to do a show, I, I really turn it on and to turn to turn their thoughts around. So well, it's listen, always encouraging. Well, Billboard magazine says Vinton has had more number one hits than any other male vocalist, including Elvis Presley and Frank Sinatra. Yeah, that more. that was between 1962 and 1972, my decade of recording and being in the business. During those years, I did, and uh, in the, it's. I'm very proud of that, and a lot of people, if you don't want to believe it, just take a bet on it, and you can make a lot of money betting people because those are the facts. Over 75 million records to your credit. You know, your voice is so silky smooth. That's got to be a gift from God. What is your belief in the man upstairs, Bobby Vinton? Well, I say prayers every day, I, every night. I thank God for a wonderful life and my family and my health. Uh, I don't ask too much for the future. I'm just very grateful for the day, uh, and whatever you, whatever happens tomorrow, I, I'm, I, I hope for the best, but I'm really grateful for uh, uh, everything uh, that God has given me. Uh, I'm Catholic. Uh, I was raised Catholic, and uh, I, I, I talk to God all the time. Every time I'm in trouble and I need something, I, I say <laughs> like a prayer, and I'll tell you, it has worked. Yeah, there it is has the, worked for me. the power of prayer. There's a story, though, and it really is a spiritual story with your song, My Melody of Love. There are the vicissitudes of life, the ups and downs, particularly in your business. It can be a tough business, showbiz. And you were sort of like uh, on the downsides. Things were sloping. Things were slowing down for a while. Tell us the Melody of Love story. Well, my, after selling all these records for Epic Records, I left. They, were, where they weren't interested in me that much. Time is changing out there, as we know. There's, there's a new type of music today and rock and roll and a different image and different uh, style of what I was doing. So my time had come and gone. And uh, I left the record company, and my mother uh, said, you know, you ought, to, you ought to record a Polish song, and uh, you ought to write a Polish song. And there's so many Polish people. They would love you, and you would have a success. So in answer to my mama's request, I wrote my melody of love. Uh, I released it, and uh, nobody wanted to play it at first. And I was in New York, and being the faith that I do have, I went to St. Patrick's Cathedral. Mm -hmm. I uh, went to a saint. I, I lit a candle and asked the saint to, to, to give me a hit record. And uh, Melody of Love <laughs> became a big hit record after praying to the Polish saint. And, and didn't you take your last $50,000 and put it in its entirety into that song? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I made the album myself because I wasn't with a record company at the, at, at the time, and nobody was, uh, you know, this, when you're with a record company, it's one thing. But uh, I, I needed, uh, you know, I needed to start myself. I, I put my savings into my belief that Melody of Love would be a hit song. And you got to take chances in life, and it's not always given to you. So many people just think that uh, things just happen. And, you know, I got a son today, and he's worried about how am I going to make it in, in the business or in life or anything. I said, hey, look, don't think anybody hands you anything in this world. If you want it, you got to make it happen. And that's the reason I've been around for 40 years, because every day I wake up, 
and, and I must have a plus. I'm talking to you now. There are thousands of people hearing me. There, you're keeping my name alive. Uh, maybe I'll do a concert in your area as a result of this, and three people will show up. You got to plug away. Now, and three if, people, Bobby. Let me tell you, your concerts are selling out. Everybody loves you. You know, I want you to know that one thing that bothered me when Elvis died. He died thinking that it had gone down, and he was sort of on the failing side. And who would know that he'd sell more records than ever after his death? And you, because of your faith, I presume, whatever has kept you alive, a good wife, your family. But you know, Bobby, people are going to be listening to you long after you're gone. Your mark is forever indelibly etched. Now, I just want to speak for the people and let you know we love you, man. Well, it's nice to know that. I mean, it's nice to know some are remembered a little longer and for different reasons. Uh, uh, I, I, I tell you, I just appreciate everything I have, and if anybody wants to remember me, I'm grateful for that. I get the feeling that if Bobby Vinton weren't going to be paid, from, from henceforth, if they just said, Bobby, that's it, no more money in the music industry, but you could still sing, you'd do it even if there wasn't the remuneration. Well, yeah, I do this for the love of it. I mean, I built my theater in Branson. It cost me $7, 8000000 million. I mean, just can you imagine paying $8 million to sing? I mean, all you got, all you got to do is put that $8 million in the bank and, and collect interest, and you can live pretty good. Yeah. So I spent all that money just to be able to sing and to work. So I, I do this because I enjoy the action. Out of all the people you've had, you, are, you live a privileged life. You are the royalty of America. You are a modern-day star. Out of all the privileges that you get or the people you've met, who, who's been the most delightful, or if you could name two or three people that... Well, been... I made two movies with John Wayne, yeah. and uh, he was really a great guy. I mean, I, I had a lot of fun with him, and it was amazing that a star that big is... You know, I learned from people like that. I learned that just because you're a big star, you don't have to be some kind of a jerk. No. And uh, you can be kind to people, and uh, you can live a happy, prosperous life. And uh, just being around people like that, John, John Wayne certainly was an influence on me. I, I kind of uh, wanted, wanted to pattern myself after him as a human being. And uh, just, just so many wonderful people. Perry Como is from my hometown. So as a kid, I idolized Perry Como as a singer. You know, I wanted to be Perry Como. I didn't want to be Frank Sinatra. I wanted to be Perry Como. <laughs> okay. he, he was a family man, and he was a good man, and yeah. uh, loved his music and his work, and uh, loved his religion. And uh, so I, I kind of patterned myself up there, not, not the standard type of, uh, you know, the, the Frank Sinatra. So I wanted to be Perry Como. So... You seem to be in great health. You've chosen a good, a good, a good way of living. Do you exercise every day? I mean, you stayed so slender and good-looking, man. Well, I, uh, I'm active. I mean, on on stage, I, w I work pretty hard. I mean, when I come off the stage uh, here in Branson, my mother like is on the show with me, and she's backstage with me. And when when I take off my shirt, it's soaking wet, and she says, "God, you work harder <laughs> than than all the people on the show combined." I mean, my my shirt, this is cold winter time, it's soaking wet. And, uh, you know, you work that hard uh, twice a day, uh, you, you kind of stay in shape. And I jump and I sing and, and uh, I keep myself active. Uh, I, I love to play golf. Uh, and uh, I take pretty good care of myself. I mean, you, you have to watch yourself. I, I eat everything, though. I mean, I just have pancakes with <laughs> whipped cream and uh, I do a little bit of everything, but not. Uh, I don't overdo anything. Yep, I, I don't want to deprive myself of, of spaghetti or pierogies or, or anything that I love to eat. Life is too short. I want to enjoy it, but I, 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 I do things limited. Galumpkies. 
I love those Galumkis. Of your songs, uh, Bobby Vinton, of all your songs, would you pick your, do you have a favorite? Well, Mr. Lonely's my favorite song. Me too. All right. Hey, Bobby Vinton, you'll never be lonely in this world because everybody loves you. Well, thank you so much, and I'll see you somewhere down in Florida when I move down here. You'll see me driving around in a mall. Okay. Now, uh, Bobby, just on a personal note, we'll cut this off at the interview, but <clears throat> uh, if you want to come down, Claudia Fay, you know, uh, 